Welcome back to Cherry Avenue True Crime Podcast. Today's episode is dedicated to unsolved Jane Doe murder cases. These victims have not yet been identified and their murders not yet solved. For each one covered here, I will post pictures of their sketches and any items recovered with them if they are available. I'll post them on our social media. For Twitter, it is under at Avenue Crime, and for Instagram, it is under Cherry Avenue True Crime. I'll put the info in the show notes. Next time on the next episode, I will start my series on Based on a True Story. I'll be telling you about a true crime story where there was a movie that was made about it. I'll give you the facts on the real story of what happened and give you the name of the movie, etc. So you can look it up and hopefully find it on one of your streaming services or possibly on cable. I also have some bonus movie names to give out at the end of each episode as well. Movies that are also based on true crime cases, but that I will probably not cover. But they are still good movies for a rainy day afternoon. That will be starting with the next episode. For now, we're on to the unsolveds for today's episode. March 31, 1988. A man walking his dog in Santiago Park in Santa Ana found the body of a headless woman in a dry creek bed. Despite a thorough search for her head, it was not found. Then four days later, the head was found not too far from where the body was originally discovered. The detective interviewed by Seven News said that he thought the killer placed the head there after they removed the body. Sketches were done as well as DNA tests, but they were unable to identify her. Detective Gus Moriaku reopened the case in 2015, hoping that someone in the public might recognize her. She was a female Hispanic or female Caucasian. From the Doe Network, they said that the victim's decapitated body was discovered at 4 p.m. in the bushes near an entrance to Santiago Park in Santa Ana, California. Her head was found four days later at the north side of the park in a dry creek bed. It is believed that the killer had placed her head at the scene after the discovery of the body, as searches for it upon discovery were extensive. After her head was found, it was determined that she had been stabbed a total of nine times in the face and once in the neck. It is possible that she was from southwestern United States or Mexico, based on examination of her teeth. Her case was reopened in April 2015 in hopes to solve the case. She was wearing a yellow tank top, white pants, and white tennis shoes. She had gold hoop earrings in ear cuff style. Her estimated age is between 22 and 28, Hispanic or white, female, 5'3 to 5'5 and 130 pounds. Hair color was black, about 9 inches long. She was well-nourished. She had a scar measuring one inch under her navel, possibly from laparoscopy, and there were stretch marks on her abdomen. They noted that she had short thumbs at tips, not really sure what that means, and it was homicide by stabbing. Anyone who has any information on this case was asked to call Orange County Homicide Task Force at 866-673-2574 or to visit the website at ochtf.org. 
The next one is from 1996. She was found on May 20th, 1996 in Highland Park, Wayne County, Michigan. The Doe Network lists her as being between the age of between the ages of 15 and 25. The sketches show the face of a young girl closer to 15. She is listed as biracial, black and white with curly dark brown hair cut just above the shoulder. It was worn in a ponytail which was fashioned with a white bow. Brown eyes. She was wearing a teddy bear watch. There is a photo of it which I will post. It's heartbreaking and it definitely makes you think that she was on the younger side. The cause of death is listed as a shot to the neck. We need to know who she is and who would do that to her. Her fingernails were long and painted purple. Her toes were painted pink. She was approximately 5'3 and around 191 pounds. She wore a white shirt with yellow smiley faces and red lip prints on it a white skirt, white lace bra, and black athletic shoes with white trim. It is noted that freckles were visible on her face. You look at the artist's rendering and you get the sense that she could be identified if the right person were to see the pictures, along with the descriptions of what she was wearing and the pictures of the watch. She was found in an alley behind Cortland Street in Highland Park just a few hours after she had been shot. It is possible she had been traveling along the Lodge Freeway. Her remains were exhumed in 2016 for DNA. To contact the Highland Park Police Department, the phone number is 313-852-7338. On May 26, 2003, at 6.30 a.m. in St. Clair County, Michigan, a passing motorist noticed a dumpster fire and pulled over to check it out. The dumpster was burning behind a business on South Wadhams Road in St. Clair Township. A woman was discovered inside the dumpster. She was black and between the ages of 19 to 35. Her cause of death is unknown. She was between 5'3 and 5'7 and 110 to 150 pounds. Unknown eye color. It is noted that she was light-complected and had a broken pelvis sometime within the past year or two of her life. There was a fracture that was newly healed. She had been wearing a multicolored t-shirt and some type of jacket with a zipper, as well as green underwear with off-white lace trim. She also had with her a round wooden handheld mirror, approximately three inches in diameter. To contact the St. Clair County Sheriff Department, the phone number is 810-985-8115. On May 24th, 1994, in Chicago. This one is different, as an offender has been caught and charged with this murder. However, the victim has yet to be identified. The offender alleged that the victim had been working as a prostitute, and he picked her up at 63rd and Kimbark in Chicago. Cause of death was listed as homicide, but no further information given. She was black, between 18 and 22, approximately 5'1 and 120 pounds. Black hair, shorter than collar length, and worn in a ponytail with a black ribbon. She was found nude from waist down and had worn a black bra and pink bodysuit. She had a medium complexion and had two piercings in each ear, but no jewelry. She had one missing tooth and one gold overlaid tooth. To contact the Chicago Police Department, the contact person they have listed on the Jane Doe Network is Connie Perushik. Phone number 
And there's an email for Constance.Perushik, it's spelled P-E-R-U-S-I-C-H, at chicagopolice.org. This one is of a John Doe, a male body discovered on August 15, 1988, in Kingston, Ulster County, New York. He was found days to weeks prior to his death, unclear, a gunshot wound to the head. It was August 15, 1988. He was found in a wooded area near Wiltwick, yeah, Wiltwick Cemetery behind Pine Grove Avenue in Kingston, New York. They note that he was possibly of European origin, uh, approximately 30 to 50 years old, white male, 5'1 to 6'3, 180 to 205 pounds, brown hair, unknown eye color. He had an apodectomy scar described as oblique linear scar measuring four and a half inches by one quarter inch present in the right abdominal quadrant. They noted he was uncircumcised. He had extensive dental bridge work done with a maxillary fixed bridge porcelain fused to white metal. Clothing that he had on at the time was a pair of Rene Lazard Femme and Hom, I have no idea how to say that, green slash black or blue plaid pleated pants, size 98, obviously European size, with a label which reads pure new wool in English and three other languages. A pair of brief white underwear with red stripes, chemise lacoste, blue pullover knit shirt with an alligator profile as the logo, a pair of worn black loafers with black tassels on top and the word hikers printed on the sole of the right shoe along with nine printed on the inner sole, and a pair of white socks with dark blue and light blue stripes. The shirts and pants show French tags and sizes. Bulova Quartz Gold Wristwatch with no inscriptions on the back, one thin, delicate, yellow metallic chain clasp necklace with a bronze or gold-colored cross attached. There's a photo of the cross, which I will post as well. Found in the back pocket of the victim's pants was a soft black leather wallet appearing to be of good quality. The wallet contains a 1988 Comser Bank calendar, and that's spelled C-O-M-E-R-Z-B-A-N-K calendar. Also found was a colored photograph of a white male with long, wavy brown hair, wearing a green sweater and holding a white infant with a spoon in the mouth and a bib on the baby's chest. It is unknown if the man in the photos of the wallet is the victim or someone the victim knew. There is a photo of his shoes and, like I said, the necklace as well, and um, and a photo of the photo that was in his wallet. I will post all of those. Somebody has to know something, you know, with the photo and all the combination. The right person, again, could see these. On December 16, 1988, this Jane Doe was discovered on the east side of the northbound Interstate 59 lane. The victim was located approximately five miles from the Georgia-Alabama state line. She was killed at another location and dumped here. The cause of death was homicide by strangulation. She had been sexually assaulted before her murder. Investigators feel like she is someone who might have been a hitchhiker traveling through the area. Serial killer Samuel Little confessed to killing a woman in the area in 1980 or 81, which matched a Jane Doe case in Dade County. However, he was excluded from this case through DNA testing. She was approximately 16 to 35 years old, white, female, approximately 5'6 to 5'8 in height, 
120 to 125 pounds. She had strawberry blonde hair, which could have been auburn, shoulder length with frosted ends. Her eye color is unknown. She was wearing an extra large navy blue thermonit long-sleeved pullover shirt, a navy blue bra, Kelvin Klein blue jeans, and black size 9 lace-up ankle-high shoes. Yellow gold chain around her neck and white gold pinky ring with a heart on the top. She wore the ring on her left pinky finger. It is noted that she had crooked teeth with three restorations, all very minor, and tooth 17 was impacted. Again, she was found in Rising Fawn, Dade County, Georgia. If you have any information for this one, it's Georgia Bureau of Investigation. The contact person listed on the Doe Network is Joe Montgomery. Phone number 770-624-1424 or 855-626-7600. And I will post all of the pictures of everyone that we featured here today. You can also go to the doenetwork.org. It's D-O-E network.org. It has both male and female um, identif- unidentified as missing people, missing, missing persons. And you can check that out yourself as well. But I will post all of the pictures of anything that I mentioned in today's that are available. Thank you for listening. I will uh, talk about the sources after this, and I will put all of the links in the show notes um, if you want to check out any of the news reports that I've used and or the Doe Network. As always, stay safe. Sources for today were ABC7 Eyewitness News and the Doe Network. It's just doenetwork.org.